Welcome to A New Lease of Life, a podcast and insider's guide to the build to rent sector. Exclusive interviews, thought-provoking analysis and entertaining discussion. Brought to you by Deverell Smith, the right people. Hello and welcome to another episode of A New Lease of Life, an audio series which holds exclusive and thought-provoking interviews with professionals of the built to rent industry. My name is Nick Hammond, Head of Build to Rent at Deborah Smith, and today we have a very special guest, Jeremy Fletcher, CEO of This Is Fresh. Jeremy is relatively new at Fresh, having moved over at the start of the year from leading operator TP, now Quintain Living. But he has a fascinating CV that includes stints in coffee and car rental, as well as data and insight. Jeremy, thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks, Nick. Pleasure to be here and good to see you again. Well, Jeremy, it's always um, a pleasure to catch up with you. And perhaps you can start by giving us a bit of an intro into your, yourself and This Is Fresh. Oh, absolutely, Nick. So, um, so my background is grounded in leisure and hospitality, you know, operations across, across the UK and Ireland from the likes of Whitbread and Cafe Nero in, in coffee, as you said. So really used to, you know, multi-site, customer-facing operations, really understanding the needs of the customer, and I guess those challenges and nuances that come with with, with multi-site um, management. Having done you know having done that, I then had a you know a long stint in customer insight, working for a group called Kantar, who are one of the largest market research organisations in the world, and that really helped me understand data insight, you know, triggers for customer, what drives customer engagement and satisfaction from from a more theoretical and data perspective. I guess, and off the back of that, uh, I then had a great opportunity to join Quintain uh, two and a half years ago now. And I spent a period at Quintain really building up the TP business, now known as, as Quintain Living. You know, and taking that from, you know, from sort of 17 people on day one to 70, uh, you know, when I left. And, you know, opening up, I think, seven new developments, opening thousands of new apartments and, and really looking there at the, I guess, at the customer journey. So understanding what today's residents and customers are really looking for in terms of just making life easy for them, reducing fiction, understa- understanding what's important for them and trying to introduce use technology into that process to make it as seamless um, as possible for them and then to enable you know, really good insight and reporting for the business and the investors coming out coming out of the back of it so so that was a you know that was a whirlwind a couple of years really in Quintain particularly in the private equity world uh, as, you, as you can imagine but gave me an amazing grounding in you know in some of the nuances in terms of property management and, and real estate from from where I come from before and that set me up really nicely when you know I got this this approach to join Fresh to be chief executive and to follow in the footsteps of Rebecca who of course had you know set the business up and had run it for for 10 years and taken it to where it was um, you know where it was at the end of last year and the beginning of this. So I'm six months in to Fresh I have to say you know joining a business um, at the point of a brand new UK-wide lockdown, and when suffering personally, you know, with COVID, I was positive at the beginning of January, would not be the ideal way to uh, to onboard anybody, I think, into, into any role, but it did prove it's possible. And, you know, what I think we've all learned over the last year, year and a half, is that, you know, Microsoft Teams or 
uh, or Zoom, they do have a role to play. They do allow you to continue to have communication and to share what you're doing. But I think I think the real you know the real challenge that I've faced over the last six months is is not being able to meet people in person, get to know them, build and develop those relationships, and and really the trust that you need. So you know, sat here at home, you know, can le- can read lots of reports, can review spreadsheets, um, can have you know one to ones on on teams with with people to try and understand the opportunities and and the challenges within Fresh, but it's really only when you get out into the sites, you meet the people, you meet the residents, you, you really smell what's going on, that you get underneath um, what's really happening in the business. So that's what I've just been able to start in the last couple of weeks. And it really brings to life and makes it much more three-dimensional, I guess, in terms of understanding the opportunity ahead of us for Fresh. And, and, I, and I think the opportunity is brilliant, actually. I think it's really amazing. Um, and I guess I would say that. But you know, to take a business that's already got, you know, more than 20,000 rooms under management and, you know, it's nearly 1.9 billion of assets now and to take it then to the next stage. And I think, you know, clearly for us, the next stage is, is more growth. And I think that whilst we will see continued growth within PBSA, where Fresh has great reputation for service delivery and client management, I think there's even more upside to be had in the related residential for rent sectors. So when you look out at co-living, when you look obviously into build to rent, which I which I know very well from Quintain, I think that the opportunity for growth there is even higher and more exciting um, than it is in PBSA. So as I look out over the next five years, I think that we will see fresh growth significantly uh, in terms of units under management and, and value of assets that we've got. I think it will create amazing opportunities for people within the organization as we grow, as we develop, as we as we build out. And I think our reputation will just broaden. I think we will broaden out into co-living, into build to rent. And I think that Fresh will become even better known with investors and clients than it is than it is today. So we're almost at that point now where we've got great foundation in place as an organization, strong capability. And we now need to accelerate into those, you know, into those emerging sectors. Um, thanks, Jeremy. That's um, that, that was really interesting. And my main sort of focus on today's discussion will be around the company culture. What is it? How do we build it? What's it importance? And you know, how do we counter any future challenges? Um, but first, I wanted to talk about skill set. And you know, in my view, built to rent has has really broken the norm in real estate, especially when we're identifying the the specialist skills needed to manage communities and buildings so Jeremy perhaps you could just give me some insight into the, the specialist skills that are, are emerging and developing in built to rent and, and and ultimately what their their importance is yeah of course I think look I think it's really key that you you have specialist skills now I think it isn't generic any longer and I think you know for us within fresh you know where where we are unique and our people are really unique is that we are specialists so we are operators of residential for rent, build to rent, co-living, PBSA. You know, we're not investors, we're not asset managers, we're not developers, we're not caught up in, in any of that. So our focus, our reason for being, why we come to work is, you know, is to look after residents and, and you know, and manage the assets of, of our clients. And I think, you know, it's, it's just in our DNA and it needs to be in the DNA of the people within the organization and, and the culture is important in that. I think, 
you know, if I look back three years and, and where we were in Quintain and where recruitment and culture was, I still think it was very much hung up on looking for traditional skill set, uh, you know, dyed in the wool property expertise. And, uh, and I think, you know, I think we broke the mould then and I think we're breaking the mould moving forwards. I think what's much more important is to look at people who inherently just get the customer. They understand the needs of today's consumers and what's important to them. They understand the customer journey. They understand through just looking into somebody's eyes or looking at a piece of data, what it is we need to do differently to really delight them and help them. So you're really looking attitudinally as much as you're looking at experience, I think, in terms of when you look at the skill set. So, you know, true, you know, proactivity, people who don't wait for a complaint or wait to look at something, but just get ahead of the game all the time, get ahead of that customer need, can, can think innovatively, can think creatively about what could we do differently, what's emerging, you know, what is it that our residents of today are going to want tomorrow and how can we shape our service proposition, I guess, um, to be able to do that. So, you know, in terms of, in terms of skill set, it's really around, you know, being customer obsessed, just genuinely understanding and wanting to get underneath the skin of what it is that drives customer and resident satisfaction and engagement all the way through the process. And, you know, to do that, I, I just don't think you need to have to have um, deep property sector expertise. You've got to come from, uh, you know, a sector, an organisation where your customer is, is king, where the customer is deeply understood and you've had that opportunity to interact and you know where you can make a difference, you know, to those residents' lives um, to, to make things better. So that, I think, is really the types of skill sets that I'm looking for in Fresh is attitude, it's positivity, it's proactivity and just deeply ingrained in understanding residents' needs. And, and, and Jeremy, what, what, what sectors do you feel most complement the build trend sector? I mean, look, we, we all know hospitality is a given, um, but how far, I mean, how far can we challenge that? What, what sectors have you identified? Uh, uh, Nick, you know me, I'm always pretty broad on this and always willing to be presented with candidates from, from almost any sector if they've got the right attitude, um, which probably makes your job a, a bit more tricky when, when, when you're dealing with me. But I think that, you know, everyone talks about hospitality. Everybody talks about that. And you know, my experiences in Whitbread and Cafe Nero would say inherently those organisations which train up their teams really well with that customer focus can translate really nicely into into build to rent but I don't think it's just you know I don't think it's just hospitality I think you can look at things like some gym operators you know people have, have transferred really nicely from that sector where you've got to understand the importance of people connecting with your business frequent visits and what's going on there um, there are loads of examples where you know we've brought people in from the airline sector so the airline sector um, in the main depending on the airline perhaps but you know is absolutely differentiating itself based on it on its service levels and when you talk and interview uh, people who are coming out of you know some of the big airlines they are able to speak really eloquently about what it takes to delight customers 
and to go from it being a transaction to being an experience. And if you if you can do that, and if you can do that on the front line, that's almost the magic dust, I think, that is able to then make a difference between your development and the one next door where perhaps they're looking more into the, into the property sector. I think also, you know, retail is a natural place to go because in retail, you've got that natural blend of customer facing, sales, customer service, um, quick pace, no two days being the same. So I think from, from the right retailers as well, you can find, you can find the attitude and the skills that, that we're looking for. So, so, you know, they're my thoughts, Nick. I think, it, again, it, it does come back to attitude. It does come back to, you know, how important the customer is to that candidate genuinely. But, you know, airlines, car rental, retail, gyms, leisure are just as complementary as, as hospitality, I think. Absolutely. Um, Jamie, I'd like to move on to culture. Um, I know this is big on your agenda, especially as you scale, scale fresh. Um, I appreciate you joining an established business with a large number of employees. I think that you know, your first challenge was you know, identifying that culture and how you can build upon that. So do you perhaps want to expand on your, your stance to bringing people into Build to Rent and Fresh and, and you know, how you build your, your culture successfully? Yeah, I think look, it starts with the fact that this is a really exciting sector to be in. It's probably the most exciting there is, not just in real estate, but actually just across the UK. There is so much growth, so many new opportunities um, and so much opportunity to do things differently and bring your experience in and challenge ways of working. You know, I'm finding you know, we're getting more and more, and I'm sure you're seeing it, we're getting more and more really high quality people wanting to join the sector from, from outside of the sector. Um, and I think it's the people that create the edge in terms of culture, which, you know, we're always looking at. And I think, you know, you can see out there, you know, the likes of, you know, the likes of Lloyd's, the likes of John Lewis looking to get into the sector just shows you the ambition there is out there. And I think, you know, for Fresh, we're ahead of those guys. You know, we're already recruiting. We've already got um, a culture in place. But it comes back to attitude, Nick. It comes back to who you hire, who you recruit, how you onboard them, the quality of that. I'm a massive advocate of peer-to-peer -peer interviewing. I think that there is nothing better than speaking to somebody through the process who's already doing a similar role or whose team you're going to be joining. I think that really helps us understand the culture and the fit um, when somebody comes in. I think just having the basics in place in terms of a really good, clear role profile and people spec is kind of the foundation when you're recruiting. Um, but then it's about a real in-depth um, onboarding process that enables you know, all new hires into the business to really understand what you stand for, what your values are, what their role is, how you fit in with other people to meet your colleagues. Um, so, it, you know, it's so, so critical. And I think, you know, examples we've had, you know, within Fresh where we're bringing people outside of sector in and, you know, we're finding, you know, due to the remoteness that we're all having to work with at the moment, that, you know, these onboarding periods are, are taking longer. So where perhaps previously it might have taken one week or 10 days, these are taking, tends to taking two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And that, uh, that investment up front, I think, is the key to success in terms of somebody not just being able to join the business, but join the business successfully, land really well, and be able to see, you know, a long-term career um, within Fresh. And would you say in terms of kind of that leads into my next question, the long-term impact of 
you know, building that culture? Is it having longevity and having a, a platform where people can grow and develop and become a better individual? Well, yeah, I think look, your culture is actually really easy to spot. If you go to a development and you walk in the door, um, you'll pretty quickly know what the culture is of that business. Very similar to going to a restaurant, you know? How do you get greeted? Have they got a smile on their face? Does it feel authentic? You know, are they alive? Are they warm? Are they bringing energy? Do they connect with you? Or are they almost you know, ticking boxes and, and going through a process? And I think you, know, you smell and feel the culture of an organization when you get out there and meet the people and see the residents and customers and see that interaction. So the culture of the business is everything because actually that's the customer experience that you're delivering for the end user. So the culture is important in terms of driving that real resident engagement and satisfaction and authenticity uh, in terms of the experience. And then I think in terms of, you know, as you talk about in terms of long-term progression and career, you know, we are all at our best when we're in organizations where we can be ourselves, where we can be authentic um, and you can be at your best. And you can really only do that when you're in a very trusting, open culture where you know you can make mistakes and it's okay, where you know you can challenge ways of working and where you believe you can make a difference. So if you've got all of those, you know, all those ingredients together, then the culture is then there to set you up to really delight your residents, but also just create a really engaged and trusted um, you know, organization and workforce. And if you've got that, you're going to get the best out of people. And if you get the best out of people, they're going to want to come into work to do even better. So I think the culture has many facets and strands that, that comes off it. But ultimately, without the culture, you haven't got a platform for your people to work with and you haven't really got a delivery for your residents. So it underpins everything that we're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, treat your employees right. They'll, they'll treat the customer right, too. So it works both ways. Um, potential challenges. I mean, is there anything that will um, potentially halt or, or, or harm the, the culture in the future? Or is there anything that you're seeing coming up and you're looking at solutions already? I just, look, I think it's really interesting because, you know, I'll talk to you and, I, you know, we'll talk to people across the sector and, you know, we've all smelt the coffee, haven't we? And we're all wildly excited about build to rent and co-living and we can see the scale coming and the opportunities that are coming down the line. But I've got to say, if you, you know, if you walk the high street or you know, if I talk to some of the dads at school and explain to them the sector I'm in, I, I don't think that the mainstream understanding of what build to rent and co-living really can bring um, is out there yet so it still feels as though it's a bit of the best kept secret um, in terms of opportunities and development and I think that's a challenge for us so I think it makes our lives more difficult when we're looking to attract and recruit real talent in um, from outside of the sector so I still think there's that piece about the great unknown I still don't think it's in the mainstream conscious. And I think that you know, we have to work on that um, as a collective to be able to increase the awareness. I think then the other point is when you're looking to attract and have conversations with people outside of the sector, is how do we give them confidence that their skills are, are, are truly transferable and will be appreciated in a sector that they don't know 
they potentially haven't experienced and might feel slightly removed and alien from from what they've done so i think there's there's work to be done with candidates and as we bring people into fresh to help them have confidence in understanding that you know if you can manage people you can manage people and if you can deeply understand the needs of your customers and, and your residents that should be able to translate into you know into any environment in any sector so i think there's a hurdle there at times to give people the confidence that their skills will add value in a sector that that they don't know and i think perhaps lastly in terms of you know in terms of people challenges and you and you're starting to see this now actually and it's really interesting is that of course, within residential for rent, you know, there are only a finite number of people who have experience um, of working within there. And you're starting to see, I think, some operators um, within residential for rent looking when they hire for people who have deep experience within residential for rent. And therefore, you've got this you know, fairly tight, finite pool of people with experience. And the danger is that I think we're beginning to see is that everybody's starting to search for the same thing. And I think it's really dangerous. I think one, it will lead to some inflationary pressure in terms of, you know, in terms of salaries, but more importantly, it actually means that there is a danger that if everyone's going after the same skill set and everyone's going after the same experience, then it's gonna be pretty similar experience for the residents and it's gonna be more difficult to stand out and create that differentiation in terms of your business. And I think this is why having a culture and an organization that's, that's truly diverse um, is almost the differentiating factor. So diversity of thinking is really crucial to help move away from groupthink. You know, it's really easy to be in a room with similar-minded people and to all come up with what we think the future of co-living and built to rent is or what the next phase of amenity is. But actually, you need people in the room who are going to challenge you or who are going to bring in ideas and insights that you haven't previously you know, thought about or considered. And I think that's where there's a real opportunity for us in Fresh to be continually ahead of the game, bringing in new thinking, new ideas, challenging the status quo, rather than just looking to recruit people who've been there, done it across residential for rent um, already absolutely well thank you for that jeremy and you know to people listening if you're well, everything jeremy's mentioned energetic enthusiastic screen customer experience and you like what you're hearing then you know please do get in touch because fresh are are hiring if you visit their careers page i know there's tons of vacancies so please please do get in touch um jeremy thank you so much always really insightful and um as with every guest we like to finish with some quick fire questions if that's okay um, jeremy favorite favorite sport uh, so my favourite sport, well, I have three sports that I follow uh, deeply, but my favourite of them would be cricket. Cricket. Early riser or night owl? Oh, I'm, I'm early. I'm early. Up before six and in bed not long after the kids. Favourite property in the world? Ah, oh, so I think that depends on the purpose of the property. So the first property that made me go, wow, I remember I was 10 years old and uh, I was in Toronto and I saw the CN Tower. For the first time and what hit me wasn't just the scale but actually just how different um it was to anything I'd, I'd, I'd ever seen before but if i was you know if, but if i was you know in residential for rent i don't think you could beat our property at spring muse 
in London. I don't know if you know it, but it's got everything. It's got amazing amenity, amazing location. Um, and, and when I went there for the first time, I just couldn't believe how, how good the team were. So, yeah, I, I would say the CN Tower um, or Spring Muse. Bowie or the Beatles? Oh, do you know, it's probably not the cool answer, but for me, it's the Beatles and I'd have to blame my mum for that. <laughs> um, and you may have already, Jeremy, but first country uh, you're going to fly to after the pandemic. Well, it depends who lets us in, doesn't it? So ideal world, I'll be off to Canada to visit family. But if they don't let us in, I suspect it'll be more beach based in somewhere like Greece. Um, Jeremy, thank you so much. Um, and, and to the listeners, thank you for joining this episode of A New Lease of Life. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Thank you very much. And we'll see you on the next episode.